The following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Mexican Mind Matters with the Mexican. We are riding back from Iowa. Yes, Mexi finally at the fourth attempt, round four, Buckeye versus Hawkeye. <laughs> because you know Iowa is the Hawkeye state. Don't ask why. I didn't see a single Hawkeye out over there. But anyways, um, round four, Mexi finally vanquished the bane of his existence, the thorn in Mexi's side, the state of Iowa. For those who don't know or don't remember, let me elaborate on what happened the previous three times. So... Back in 2015, June 2015 to be exact, um, back when I was dating my ex, Helen, I had I was just about to graduate from my first master's uh, in legal studies, and that was I think it was the beginning beginning of June, and it, but the ceremony was on a Friday in Chicago, so I already taken that day off. Um, and so I decided, I found this marathon in Clinton, Iowa, that morning. And the ceremony was at night. And it was only like a two-hour drive from Clinton, Iowa, border of Iowa and Illinois, over by Davenport, Iowa. And so I could have done the race and then driven two hours to, for the ceremony in Chicago. So... My ex had never been to Chicago, and we were going to stay there, you know, two, three nights, which would have been nice. Uh, well, actually, you know, she came to me, she came with me the first time to Chicago um, that year when in March when I did my, uh, my uh, 50K, the lakefront 50K. So she wanted to go back, and I already had that Friday off. At the time, she was working as one of my interpreters. So I made sure to not schedule her in the afternoon on that particular Thursday because I knew she needed to pack. 
and I knew we were going to leave around 4. I actually got off work early to leave. She, um, back then she used to live down in, uh, off of Thurber. So I got off work, went straight to go get her. She was not even packed. And, well, that was... That was very problematic Because Yeah She had not even done anything She literally Hadn't even considered packing So I had to wait for her to get ready Two hours it took her to get ready And then because we were gone That Thursday night Friday then Saturday, we were going to come back Sunday. Oh, she needed a dress for the ceremony on Friday. Uh, and we were already on the way out of Columbus. And she forgot and made me drive back to try and find a dress. The place she wanted to go get a dress from was closed for some reason. So we ended up basically leaving Columbus at 7 p.m. It's... It's... A good seven and a half hour drive to Clinton, Iowa. Mind you, we gain an hour because, you know, we gain an hour because of the, uh, of the time difference. But still. On the way there, obviously she had to stop the pee. We had to stop and get food, gas up the car. So then I wanted to try and sleep in the car because it was already getting close to midnight. So I let her drive part of the way into Illinois and up towards Iowa. She had put my car on... Not on drive, but I think on three. And it was sucking up gas and I had just filled out the tank before kind of dozing off. She woke me up all concerned. We weren't even in Iowa yet. The car was already out of gas. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And my at this point is one in the morning. There's no place open on I-74. At that time I finally found a BP That like the gas light was on I finally found a BP Put gas in the car Needless to say I get to the hotel at 2 2.30ish I think And it was a Super 8 And the asshole At the reception Took about 20 minutes To open the fucking door As if like Nobody was supposed to Check in At night then finally gave me my stuff I paid I didn't fall asleep until like 3am And I had to be at the race At 5 Because I had not signed up for it yet I was going to pay that morning Sign up for it And then go run the marathon Well because I had Gotten in so late I overslept We ended up waking up at like 10 And I'm like great We just drove to Iowa for no fucking reason Could have spent an extra day in Chicago Oh, I, I don't even remember what I said to her. I, I was I, I was livid. 
In hindsight, I should have probably broken up with her back then. That was one of many times I probably should have broken up with her. But anyway, that was the first attempt uh, doing Iowa. The very next year, 2016, um, I wanted to do that exact same race because I'd failed before. So, um, that year, you know, I was like, oh, national, uh, not nationals, the, uh, what's it called? The East Regional Terminal was in Indianapolis. I'm like, oh, great. I could go do the race, drive back down to Indianapolis Saturday, do the tournament, come back Sunday. No big deal. Oh, what did they do? They decided that race was not going to be moved to Thursday. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Which meant I needed half a day Wednesday to drive up there, Thursday and Friday off, and then I would have to spend like a whole day Friday in a hotel in Indianapolis where there's fucking nothing to do in Indiana by myself because obviously I was still dating Helen and she didn't want to come, as always. So, um, well, that's, uh, I couldn't get the days off work, so I couldn't, I didn't, I ended up not, not signing up for the race. Couldn't do it. So I just went to the East Regional Tournament Sunday, Saturday morning. That was the second attempt. The third attempt was this year, 2017, January. It was two weeks after Dopey. I was going to sign up. Actually, it wasn't two weeks after Dopey. It was going to be the week after. Well, let's see. I think Dopey was the eighth. No, yeah. Two weeks after Dopey. Because it was it was the weekend before uh, I did the Ohio Marathon on the 28th, I believe. Uh, January 28th. So, yeah. It was going to be January 21st or 22nd. Uh, they had a marathon as part of like an ultra series. Up in uh, Jibuki, Iowa. It was outdoors. So, you know, you had to kind of run. Uh, it was a trail run. So you had to run through the woods. It was going to be all snowy. You had to probably wear snow boots, whatever that case was. I was all ready to do it. Signed up for it. Oh, the Friday of me leaving, an ice storm hit the Midwest. That whole area of Iowa... Kansas City, Missouri, ice storm. And based on my experience in ice storms, referencing the Loomis Boston episode where we almost died in December because she wanted to do a marathon in Kentucky. Yeah, I wasn't driving with my car through an ice storm. And on top of that, the race ended up getting canceled. So, was the third attempt where Iowa Iowa 3 makes E0 so then I said you know what fuck it and I, I was gonna do the Clinton Iowa race again 2017 but again it was on a Thursday and I had other marathons that, that um, conflicted so I decided you know what I had looked at the Des Moines marathon a few times uh, during over the over those that time period, never ended up doing it or signing up. 
But I was like, oh, it's the weekend of, of Columbus Marathon. So, well, okay. I always knew it was there. So I said, you know what? Des Moines, October. Done. That's where it's going to happen. I'm tired of Iowa not getting done. I'm going to do it in Des Moines. So then, you know, Sunday, October 15th, I decided to actually not leave on Friday after uh, Friday night for reasons we will discuss in another podcast. But anyways, um, left Saturday morning at 5 a.m. It was a it's a nine hour drive to Des Moines. No big deal. Got there with the time difference, eight hours. Drove all the way 70 to Indianapolis, 74 to uh, Davenport, Iowa, and then go down to 80 to Des Moines. Now, apparently, that whole stretch has a lot of construction. But, hey, we got there, came, got straight to the expo, was at the uh, convention center across from uh, Wells Fargo Arena. Where the Iowa Wild play. That's, I guess, minor league hockey. Because they're part of the Minnesota Wild. I don't know. Anyways, the expo was kind of small. It was called the Shields Sport Expo. Uh, expo. She, I'd seen Shields in North Dakota and South Dakota. Shields is like a dick sporting goods store. And I, I, oh, man. They're not even that great. I don't know why they sponsor this shit. Uh, the expo was all right. Nothing, nothing interesting. Bib number 1473, no nine. I was kind of disappointed. And I looked at the course. I had not glanced at the course. It looked like it was kind of hilly. Like the the half and the full split early at like mile two or two and a half to three. And then the marathon goes uphill and the, the half is all flat. I'm like, um, okay. I thought Iowa was supposed to be flat. And uh, the drive down 80 from Davenport to Des Moines, it's like a two-hour drive. Yeah, it's, it's, let's put it this way. From Davenport to about midway through, a.k.a. Iowa City, it is kind of flat. But then after you pass Iowa City, you, uh, you, uh, you get some rolling prairies. Des Moines is not as flat. And so I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, I saw the uh, Rue Sports people at the export, at the export, at the expo. Those are the um, the people that sold me my uh, kangaroo pouch that I have used ever since I got it in Fargo and the Fargo Expo. Um, that thing is lovely. It keeps your phone waterproof. It can hold goose. I can put my keys there. It kind of pulls down your your shorts a little bit. But not as bad as the clip I was using. So, and the clip does not is not waterproof, of course. So I talked to them. They're like, oh, yeah. How do you like your pouch? I'm like, excellent. I saw you guys in South Dakota and Chicago. And they're like, oh, I didn't know we were in South Dakota. But yeah. I'm like, well, we're in Chicago. I'm like, I know, but I didn't get a chance to say hi. The expo was huge. He goes, oh, yeah. The next, I, we'll be in Honolulu. I'm like, oh, great. I may try to be there. But, uh, and then we were talking about majors because I was wearing my Boston Marathon jacket. Oh, because, again, 
I don't know what it is with Iowa and the Midwest. The drive there was fine up until you got to Iowa. It started raining, and the raining the rain was okay. But then you would drive down 80, and it looked like you were getting closer to like black clouds, and you're gonna go through them. And oh yeah, they they had huge thunderstorms that entire Saturday afternoon. And I'm like, please let it not rain on race day, please no. I hate driving in the in the in precipitation where it's a lot of rain or snow. I hate I hate it. My car, Samantha can't handle it. I just I don't like it. Not cool. So uh, so I was my I was wearing my Boston Marathon jacket. Um, we're talking about the majors and oh yeah I'm doing Honolulu and I gave him tips about how to sign up for Tokyo. Oh because she. She had done she had done Boston, but she wanted to do Tokyo and uh, one of the Rouge Sport ladies, and uh, she was saying, "Oh yeah, I heard Tokyo is the hardest one to get into." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? No. Who's done six majors? Me or you? Okay, no. Trust me, Boston's the hardest. I had to race 10k for that bad boy. Yeah. So I gave him some tips. Left the expo. No, it wasn't that much. Um, and then. Uh, got super soaked on the way to the car because I parked on the street to get free parking. Uh, the city of Des Moines, not that many tall buildings. It's basically the biggest city in Iowa. Everything else looks like middle of nowhere. Wasn't too impressed with the state. I can't believe at one point I said, you know what, maybe Iowa wouldn't be that bad to, to move to. But no, 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 no. Now, yeah. Anywho, so I got an Airbnb. I know after after the Chicago debacle, I got an Airbnb. Picked it myself. Emailed the uh, well, messaged the uh, the host. Got right back to me. No big deal. Uh, got there. It looked very nice. It was it was in Nor uh, Norwalk. Iowa, a little bit, little bit south of Des Moines, like a suburb. It's kind of like Grove City to Columbus. So uh, got there. Oh, it was very nice. The hosts were kind. I had the entire basement to myself. My own bathroom, my own living room with a freaking TV. The bedroom was a, a king size Turkish bed with a bunch of pillows. It was awesome. I they had. Um, Roku, which I'd never used before, um, I was able to watch uh, movies on Hulu and Netflix, you know, and uh, and then get myself ready. And well, I went to uh, get some Pizza Hut pasta, because um, you know, cheat day. Um, now with cheat day, it's kind of. I can't eat that much on cheat day, which sucks because I, when I overdid it on my birthday, it made me kind of ugh, and I didn't stop pooping the next day. So I now it's like my body knows not to go all out on cheat day, which sucks. And I was talking to Rom, and he was like, "Oh yeah, your body's telling you you gotta eat a limited amount of food." And yeah, and how I still eat healthy every once in a while on cheat day it sucks. But anyways, got my pasta. Uh, it took me forever to 
find the Pizza Hut because apparently when you have a plaza and there's a Pizza Hut inside, you can't just turn into it. You have to go use some side streets and go all the way behind a bank just to get to the damn Pizza Hut. Anyways, came back, watched some movies, found out the uh, what the host was a Nebraska fan. And uh, Osha was playing Nebraska. Uh, I'm like, dude, is that what the flag is outside the, the house rolled up? You knew somebody from Ohio was going to come and you hit your Nebraska flag. He's like, ah, oh, no, no, no. And I'm like, wait, you live in Des Moines. Why are you a Nebraska fan? But anyways, we'll discuss that in another podcast. Things that drive me nuts um, recently. But anyways, um, so did my usual routine. Ate my pasta dinner, went to bed around 11. The race started at 8 a.m. Central Time. So I had plenty of sleep. Excellent. I got up at 6-ish. Got ready. Left at like 6.30. Got to by 7. I'm like, oh my god, I'm super early. It was kind of chilly that morning. Like about 40 degrees. Um, so I looked up. I scouted the, uh, the website for like some... some Info on the race And Cause well I was gonna drive right back After it I'm like Well it's hilly So as long as I get done In five hours It's fine At a seven hour time I'm like Oh shit I can walk this shit Alright But I'm not gonna walk that No I wanna leave right away It's a nine hour drive Losing an hour Ten hours So uh I found out They had showers Free showers at the Y After the race I'm like great So now What I'm gonna do is I park the car not too far from the Y on the streets so I can actually walk back quick to the car and decided to actually use the gear check bag and put my shower stuff in there and a change of clothes and then gear check that bad boy so that when I finish, I get the gear check bag, I go to the Y, shower, and then go straight to the car. Full proof plan. Um, did the race The course was Was nice A lot of A lot of good volunteer help uh, Starting at mile four There was water stations Every two miles A lot of snacks A lot of food I was well hydrated Well well, well fed uh, Ended up using The porta bodies twice to pee uh, Recently had a Good Good Having Good food has not made me poop during races. So, like, that's, that's the third race in a row. I didn't have to use the bathroom. Um, then, after you go up in the hills and you go past Des Moines University and then Drake University, you actually do the turnaround inside their stadium, which is kind of cool, and you're on the Jumbotron. Then you come back down, and starting mile 16, you do the trail, and it's basically the reverse course of the, of the half marathon. And then you finish. I finished in right about five hours. I was stopping. You know, I had to use the porta potties twice. Um, and they only had like one or two porta potties per, per aid station. So I had to wait in line a few times. So that killed some time. I also took some good pictures. So I could have done, technically, if you would have paused that, I would have finished in under five. But it didn't matter. There were a lot of hills in that first half of the course. And I I, I I don't know if it's the diet, but I wasn't shy and just went all out, ran up those hills. 
little bit sore because of it, but hey, it's what it, it is. What it is. So finished. Um, the food post race was not that great. I will say the bands along the course or lack thereof. They oh, we have music at every every mile. Yeah, it's like one dude playing a guitar or a saxophone or some random shit. I'm like, no, I don't even know who these fuckers are. Fuck that shit. Um, yeah, no, not feeling it. Um, one thing I will talk about, and I've noticed this in a few marathons, and I don't know, I keep changing my mind on this. The people that run marathons with one of those like push strollers um carrying somebody who's you know got some kind of mental sickness mental illness and cerebral palsy or whatever have you and they can't move or they can't run uh themselves so somebody's pushing them i've seen that a lot in recent races and hate to be an asshole, but I don't think that should be allowed the way it is allowed, if that makes sense. Um, and here's what I mean by that. So, let's say the person that's in, you know, has the mental illness, can't move. Obviously, they can't run physically or do physical activity. They're licking the shoulder, as I like to call it. Eh, whatever. Um, they can't run. So somebody signs up to push them. Now, I'm pretty sure it's a combo fee or I'm not I'm not totally sure if you have to pay separately. But it's usually a family member or a friend that does it. And they both get a medal. And okay, if the person in the push thing was born that way then I'm not I'm not I'm not okay I'm, I don't think that's no I don't think that's okay or acceptable because you don't even know if they like running you're basically just trying to you know get attention the person pushing of course and then it's taking away medals from people who actually are physically running the race. Oh, but makes you they can't do it. I'm like, yeah, but if the person is born that way, then how do you know they like to run? They've never done it before. Now, if somebody at a young age liked to run and then got sick, it's I'm I'm less than not more more I'm, I'm not gonna say it's acceptable more acceptable I'm gonna say it's like I'm less against that but still like okay it all depends on I guess the individual story because if it was somebody who was doing track and field in high school and then this happened to them for whatever situation that took place then yes or if it's a, a marathon runner got an accident and now they they can't move, and somebody's pushing them. Okay, great. I I am less likely to get upset about that. 
But if it's somebody who's like, with like a kid who like to run, and then this happened, and then somebody's pushing them, and they're running a marathon, um, I'm still not 100% okay with that. No, because how do you know they like running marathons? Well, I know that this is what they would have wanted. No. People change over time. I've changed over time. Other people have changed over time. Just because they like to run with like they were seven doesn't mean that, oh, they like to run marathons now that they're older. I mean, they could have gotten that illness at age eight. How do you know they would have liked marathon running? I just, no, no, no. I, I don't, I, I go back and forth, but I, I, I finally am of the opinion that no, that should not be allowed. Because they're not physically doing it. If anything, I think, okay, I would be more okay with it if only the guy pushing or the person pushing them got the medal. For the both of them. Maybe a bigger com- combined medal. I don't know. But, yeah. Because the one, I saw one today at the, at the Des Moines Marathon. The person in the wheelchair, oh no, the wheel, not the wheelchair, the push stroller, was asleep. She wasn't even aware that she was being pushed. Because she was asleep. That is clearly not running a marathon. So I, I, I I'm, mm, I'm gonna say I'm against it. I'm sorry. I don't care if that pisses people off. Cause where does it end? Okay, a blind person using a guide, that's different. They both have to sign up, and the blind person is actually running a race. If somebody who is not blind wants to do it for charity and blindfold themselves, I actually want to try that, by the way. But again, both and use a guide, both people are being involved in the sign-up process and are actually physically running the race. Um, but I mean, that would be like me using Shaq to play basketball. Hey, have him carry me like a kangaroo with his little kangaroo baby in his pouch. Well, make sure it's not the same. You don't have an illness. Yeah, I do. It's called sucking a basketball. But you know, where does it end? Like, really? Anyhow, that's just a little side story there of uh, what I saw today and how I feel about it. Oh, on another note, um, as I was leaving, um, finished the race in five hours at one o'clock, uh, then then walked to the Y, showered, got to my car, was prepping my food and my meals, then my G Fuel, ready to leave. Mind you, Iowa. No foreigners whatsoever. All white people. Mostly hicks and farmers. Okay. That's where that's where being a white Mexican helps. Because people don't know you're Mexican. So they can't be prejudiced or racist. But I saw one black person the entire race. And it was this dude who as I was leaving 
knocks on my car window. I roll out the window, and he's wearing like jeans. He, he looks like in his 40s, okay? Wearing jeans and like this little Iowa State Letterman's jacket with a hat. Hey, do, uh, do you think the church has gas? Wait, what do you mean has gas? Like, because I parked next to a church, St. John's Church. I was like, what do you mean gas? Like, it operates on gas? Like, um, maybe? No, no, no. I mean, like, gas. Like, fuel. Like, gas. Like, my car ran out of gas, and I have a gas tank, but I, I need gas. What? And you look... The church is probably closed. The doors are closed. Yeah, I, I went around, and the doors were all closed. Then what do you want from me? Well, uh, do you know if the... I don't know if they're open. There's a license plate on my front of my car that says Ohio. How am I supposed to know what the hours of the church are? Dumbass. I didn't say the dumbass part, but I'm like, how am I supposed to know? I'm from Ohio. I'm not going to give you my gas. You clearly don't have a hose to, like, you know, suck the gas out of my car or us for us to do that procedure. Because guess, and guess what? I wouldn't give you gas. I don't have a gas tank with gas because... I would need my gas to drive back to Ohio. And where's your car? Oh, it's over there. I don't see it. It's like, oh, it's on the other side of the church. I'm like, okay. And it's out of gas. Yes. Well, there's a gas station about two blocks away. Why don't you just grab your gas tank, walk there, put gas in the gas tank, walk back, put it in the car. Car turns on. Drive it to the gas station, fill up. Or put your car in neutral, push it two blocks. Those are your options. Oh, well, no, I can't really do that. I'm like, let me guess. You actually don't have money. Well, yeah. Um, uh, 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 why? Why don't you just come out and ask me for money? Why are you making this big story about gas if you clearly don't even have money to pay for gas? No, I don't have money. I don't have change. I don't have gas. I got to go. Bye. And I just drove away. Like, seriously, the one black person, probably homeless, lives in this car. But I hate it when they do that. Like, seriously, you have a car, you clearly have a Letterman's jacket that you could probably sell and get money and take your ass to the gas station and buy gas. Oh, do you have gas? Do you think the church has gas? What kind of church would just have fuel laying around? Do churches in Iowa like burn burn stuff? And you're the only black guy in the Des Moines that I've seen. So I'm pretty sure they would maybe not want to help you. And why are you driving around Des Moines? How do you not know the gas station two blocks away? You clearly are from around here. You have an Iowa State Letterman jacket. I am not. And I know there's a gas station two blocks away. You should not own a car if you can't even afford fucking gas. The fuck out of my face. Then tapping some AF- first off, signal so I can lower my my window. Don't tap Samantha. Fucking Jesus Christ. And then people call me racist. Every time I'm somewhere, something happens with black people. It's like black people know. 
Oh, look, let's ask, let's ask this white boy. He looks like an easy target. He, he, he was probably going to rob me. Why is your car around the church? Why can't I see your car? Where's your keys? Yeah, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just give my money to Mr. Shady over here. Slim Shady. Jesus, Lord. On top of that, um, Iowa State, really? And, uh, yeah, no. I don't know what it is with black people coming up to me and then doing this stupid shit. But we'll discuss that in an upcoming episode of stuff that rubs me the wrong way. But anywho, so then I drove off, pissed. Drove back, got to Ohio like about 1, 2 in the morning, you know. For some reason, as always, the drive back always seems faster than the drive there. But at least Iowa is done. Fourth time's a charm. The meadow looks pretty cool. Oh, and another great news. Um, walking around the expo on Saturday. And then, uh, you know, walking to the race, doing the marathon, and walking back to the car. Um, I'm over the 1,000 miles for the year. Actually, at mile 18, that was the 1,000th mile ran this year in 2017 that I signed up for. The challenge. So I've officially accomplished that. Another goal accomplished right after Chicago's goal was accomplished. Just I'm just knocking them down. I actually got to 1,000 miles in 10 months. Well, actually, not even 10 months because the 10th month is not over. So I still got Nationals mileage to add on to that. Um, and the, you know, got Arizona and New Mexico coming up. And then November's got the Quadzilla and Nevada and then possibly Honolulu. At least another marathon in December. So, I mean, I could break 1,200, 100 miles a month, right? I mean, I did 1,010, so that's basically 100 miles a month. I think September and April were my two most mile, more uh, the, the months with the most miles. But hey, I, I got there, uh, I'm glad... Uh, probably not gonna wear the uh, the short excuses a thousand miles in a year uh, blue shirt anymore. Um, there's only ten states left. Uh, in you know New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, Nebraska, Washington, California, uh, Hawaii, Idaho, Wyoming, and Oregon. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually thinking, definitely thinking of getting a, a, a Mexican flag and carrying it and wearing my Mexican outfits for each one of the remaining 10. Oh, and at the end of the, uh, towards the end of the, the morning marathon, some guy was running down, uh, mile 25 with an American flag, some kind of volunteer or fan or, uh, onlooker, uh, spectator, I don't fucking know, and, um, 
I said, hey, can I, do you mind? And he gave it, he gave it to me, it was the American flag, old glory, and I stood there and waved it, and I started running with it, and he was following me, and I'm like, oh, dude, you don't have to run with me, he's like, no, I'm, I'm trying to run backwards with it, like, all the way back to the, to the park, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bring it back here, here you go, it's like, oh, those things are kind of heavy, I gotta maybe practice before doing my Mexican flag thing, but that is what I want to do, and for the last 10 I need to get myself a pole to put up my Mexican flag and do that because I will become the first Mexican to finish a marathon all 50 states. Well, that is all for the podcast. Uh, Hope you enjoyed my trip to Iowa. Uh, Check us out on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes. Maximize Matters is the channel. Google us. On Twitter, at SuperAssholeMex. On Facebook, AK and a Mexican. Um, Snapchat and YouTube, the channel is SuperMex. Look up old episodes. And as always, you know, send us questions, comments, um, little tidbits you want me to discuss. And as always, you know, knocking down the goals. Where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. See ya, bitches.